So in this episode, we've got Geraint Jones. He's the head of cricket at school and he's an Ashes winner. But we've also got Callie Amore. She's a former student and she now plays professional cricket. Let's get into this episode right now. Welcome back to Open Doors at St Lawrence College, the podcast where we speak to staff, pupils, parents and the school's alumni about education in a co-ed boarding and day school. Come with us as we get into this episode right now. Geraint, Kalia, thanks for being here. How are you both doing today? Very well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good stuff. Uh, it was great to talk to you both. Um, Geraint, you're in school at the moment and Kalia, you're, you're, you're not. In fact, Kalia, you were in India, I believe, but now you're back in the UK. Just tell us a little bit about where you are right now, but also where you've just come from. Yeah, I've just come back from India from an England A tour and we actually won the series against them. So that was quite, quite nice. Um, I'm currently back at home and um, just recovering from a cold. But other than that, I'm doing all right. And exactly where, where is home then, Kalia? I'm actually quite local, so I live in the um, Sandwich area. Okay, all right, got it. And uh, and you were at the school uh, up until 2021, is that right? Yes. Okay, so just tell us in a nutshell how old you were when you joined and, uh, and, and what year you were in when you left as well. So I joined in year nine, so I uh, joined 2018, 2017 time, um, and I actually came here for the cricketing experience because where I was previously they didn't have that option especially for girls so I moved in 2018 to join St Lawrence College and I left in 2021 so I went all the way throughout the year to upper six. Awesome awesome okay that's really good to hear that. Kalia we're going to come back to you in just a moment because I'm going to jump across to Geraint now. Uh, Geraint you're you're there in school at the moment and if I'm looking at your name correctly then you strike me as a bit of a Welsh background kind of person is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've got got a few backgrounds. Well, but Welsh parents. Um, my father's side is Blyna Fastiniog, up in North Wales, and my mother's side is Port Talbot, so down down towards the south. But I I moved to Australia when I was six. Um, but previous to that, as a family, we had ten years in Papua New Guinea, where I was born. Uh, so yeah, travel travel quite a bit, and and ended up here in Ramsgate. Um, actually, don't live too far from where Callia lives in that sandwich area. So yeah, very local as well. So what the heck took you to Papua New Guinea in the first place? Or took your family there, I imagine? My parents were teachers. And so that was uh, basically throughout the 70s we were in we were in PNG. Um, and at that time, they had some friends. Um, I do think my dad can't have told my mum where they were going when they got on the plane, because why on earth would uh, would you go to PNG? But uh, but yeah, they loved it there and family had a great time. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I suppose it's one of those interesting, unique places where on quizzes it comes up quite a bit because I... Played internationally for England and for Papua New Guinea, so it's uh, yeah, but no, an amazing, amazing sort of um, part of growing up over there. Loved it, and so when I had the opportunity to go back uh, and see where I grew up, it's um, yeah, it's 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 not your normal story. Now the school's quite privileged to have you as a member of staff. Tell us a bit about your cricket background then, before you joined the school. So I was a professional cricketer. Not until later on in life, I I left school um, in Australia. Did a few different jobs, worked in the catering industry and then uh, came over to England to play for club cricket and ended up staying uh, and then wrote, and wrote to Kent asking for a trial and that went well and actually didn't, um, didn't turn professional until I was 24 and then played professionally for 16 seasons and then after that retired and have gone into the, uh, the school set up. Uh, initially just as a full-time cricket coach in another school before moving here actually about the same time as Kalia joined 
uh, is when I joined St Lawrence and have been here ever since and uh, and so now taken on the head of cricket role from the previous head of cricket uh, his name's Seth Simmons who did an amazing job uh, really involved in in getting Callia to the school and her, and her brother and so yeah I've I've sort of taken on his mantle and um, hopefully sort of progressing with that. What was it like being a professional cricketer then? Oh, amazing. Yeah, just to uh, to be doing something you absolutely love and to be paid for it. Uh, I love the travel aspect. I, I love the hard work. It's everything that you uh, you can think of, sort of the camaraderie with, with teammates, the competition, winning, celebrating, you know, all, all that side of it really, really sort of, um, and especially as I joined it late, I wasn't someone who was in cricket systems and expected to be a professional cricketer. It was mm. a complete bonus. So the, sort of the 16 years I had as a professional, uh, I loved every moment and lived for every moment. And uh, so Kelly has just talked about coming back from, from India. India was one of my favourite places to go. It's uh, such a great country and I, I really immersed myself in it and uh, didn't just stay in hotels, made sure I got out of hotels, went to truck, truck stops to eat curries for food. And so just... All the aspect every day for me was was amazing, and um, I always felt really lucky, and I always was very aware of of the opportunity I had. I mean, a place like India, you've got to be slightly careful, surely. You know, if you're if you're there playing cricket, then is that something you just get used to, or is that something that, that's a real concern if you're if you're doing something like what you're doing? Yeah, you do have to be careful, absolutely, because um, you, you, for one, you don't want to not play in a match mm. because if you're not playing, you're giving someone else an opportunity to play in your position. So. With that, yeah, I was careful, but I also ate the local foods. I think a lot, a lot of the other, where people got into trouble was where they would try and eat sort of English foods when they're in another country rather than in India eating the curries oh. because that's what you know that that's what they're used to making. So that was my philosophy. I got I got away with it. Probably I could have you know could have gone wrong a few times. I remember my first my first tour was to Bangladesh. Um, I wasn't playing, so I took a few liberties, probably, and I, you know, the, the prawns from the Bay of Bengal were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Whilst everyone else was back in the hotel having sort of chi- chips, beans, and eggs, I was in. I was eating massive prawns, and because I, I sort of knew I wouldn't be playing, and mm. um, so I sort of took that philosophy wherever I went: is that I would try and eat local um, and get out of the hotel to to do it. Tell me about that team spirit then, you know, about what it's like when you win, when you're playing cricket professionally, and also when you lose as well. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe the buzz you get from it. Um, you know, especially when you've contributed individually to that win. And, and I suppose that's how I judged my career and, and, and vital moments is what was my contribution level to these wins. But then, yeah, the big part is celebrating. So that's when you've put all that work in and you've, you've come together because... Cricket's such an individual sport that you can get a bit down on yourself if you're not performing. So the team could be winning and you may not be scoring the runs that you want. But uh, So then celebrating as hard as someone, someone who's scored 100, for example, um, you can find a bit tough. So And that's where your team comes into it. You know, Throughout my career, I was really lucky. I was supported by some really close friends within the team and they, they would sort of drag me along whether I was on top of the world or or I was having a bad time and that that's what meant so much to me that that as a team they would recognize how you were individually and it didn't matter if you hadn't scored the runs or not you know you would look you would sort of look inward at how you'd performed and sort of um but ultimately the team was a team and we'd won as a team and so, so that's why 
that's what I loved and that's what I thrived upon and how had I contributed to that team. Awesome. I love that. And thank you for sharing sharing that insight there into into what it was like. But of course, now you're at the school and you joined, uh, as you said, about, around about the same time that Callie had joined as well. Uh, we're going to talk to her in a moment about what her experience was like when she was at the school. But what do you remember about about coaching her in the world of cricket when she was there? I can see us see us smiling in the in the camera. Um, she she was straight away. She was it was clear that she had a talent that not many of the girls I'd seen at the school or outside of school had. She uh, she had power as a batter, which in the girls' game is a massive asset. Okay, but she was also very intelligent with her cricket. She she thought about it. She she worked hard at improving, which is you have to do. And she was determined to do better. And I. You know, she probably deep down she always had a an idea of where she was where she was going and wanted to get to and was willing to do that. So um, she she'll never tell you herself. You know, very humble, um, which is a you know it's a good thing. Sometimes you know that's where I'm here to say how good she was um, and and is. But uh, and uh, but she she would always be willing to to work hard and and it, take up any opportunities that we we had to offer for her. So she was a she was a fantastic leader within the school uh girls cricket around when Callie was with us it, it was the change from when rounders was being taken out as a school sport and everyone was doing cricket um and so Callie with uh, having played it and uh, we we probably lent heavily on Callie for for that leadership and showing the other girls what to do and she was fantastic at it she you know she she never resisted at doing any of that and so as the school from having Callie here has benefited massively Kalia, we've got glowing words there coming from Geraint. I'm not sure whether to call him Mr. Jones or not, actually. Um, <laughs> but but how does it feel for you to be hearing that? Well, I'm quite ple- pleasantly surprised, I won't lie. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I must say I was quite privileged with all the help that I got whilst I was at St. Lawrence. So with the likes of Geraint, obviously, and Mr. Simmons, even like in free periods, when I was offered the opportunity, I would have one-on-one sessions to progress my level of cricket. Um, so I will always be grateful for that. Um, and when it came to, I think it was my last year, that is when we started to do cricket for girls. So obviously I would have loved to have done it a bit more, but captaining that one side, uh, for that year was quite eye opening and quite, um, amazing. It's like, oh, wow, we've changed the pathway of like, it's not just boys that do cricket, it is for everyone. And obviously getting other schools involved was, um, quite special. And tell me what it was actually like then when you were when you were learning your what learning the skill of cricket and improving and, and being coached and you know every day just getting a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better to the to the point where you are now playing professionally. Yeah, so obviously it's been a roller coaster. You obviously have good days and bad days, but you try and take every session into learning new skills. And for me personally, I was the only girl up to the standard that was able to play with the boys. So when it came to like Friday. Um, sports excellence sessions I would always be training with the boys so that was a massive jump for me to actually bat against quicker bowlers um, bowl against better batters so that was a major step for me um, throughout my career but it was that period at school of learning with the boys um, not just with girls but I think that's what um, evolved me into a better cricketer of like adjusting to the highest standards of playing um, at a more, I wouldn't say more athletic level, but obviously they get quite intense with what they do. And if you if um if you're uh, competing against another boys team, 
they'll be like, oh, they've got a girl on the team, they can't, they either look really good or they can't be that good. So you always had that sense of like, oh, I kind of had to prove myself to be within that team. Um, but with balancing school and cricket, it was, I didn't find it too difficult because the school was quite um, lenient with me of training. And then um, when it came to schoolwork, I did my schoolwork. So I was quite balanced in the sense of knowing what to do. It was good that the school was able to encourage that balance. And uh, you, you mentioned about needing to prove yourself. And clearly you've done that now, being a, being a professional cricketer. How do you actually make that transition from being a, a, a student at school and then leaving in 2021 to then becoming a professional cricketer? What, what steps do you need to go through to, to jump from one place to another? So obviously I'm in, I've been in setups throughout my whole life since I was about nine or ten. So I was through the age groups from under 11s all the way to the women's, which I still am now. Um, but obviously I'm part of South East Stars, which is a, a mix between Kent and Surrey regions. And I'm professionally contracted with them, so I have a full-time job with them. Um, so I was quite lucky in the sense that I had something to go to. But not only am I doing cricket, I am still at uni. So I am balancing uni and uh, the cricketing world. So it is it is quite challenging, but you have people that will support you along the way, such as coaches, family, um, even teammates, because a lot of people are in the same position. But it's not, a, it's not a massive difference, I would say. It would just be following on with what you want to do with your life. So it's like going from school to getting a job, almost. Okay, got it. And you say that you're you're at university. You're 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 doing university right now, then, are you? Yes. Alongside doing cricket as well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. So the 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 balance that you had when you were at school then that was I imagine provided by the teaching staff there, you're now managing that your own being at university and balancing that with being a professional cricketer. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. How do you find that? Does that go okay? I must say. Um, the first year of uni wasn't too bad but obviously getting into being more independent and having to find stuff out yourself it is a challenge um, so I'm finding it a bit more difficult this year but the Southeast Stars have given me the option to obviously help me with my studies and like if I need some time of training I'll have time of training to do school to do not school work to do uni work so it is it is hard to balance but in the end, it is worth it. For some reason, if I get injured along the way and I could never play cricket again, I've got something to fall back on. No, I see. I see. Geraint, you listening to what Callie is talking about here, it, it must give you a real proud feeling inside to know that she's come from school, that she's been coached through school, and now she's doing this on her own feet. How does that make you feel? Yeah, proud. Proud's the word. Because, uh, and also to, to have influenced her in a small way, to be the cricketer she is, person she is uh and that from my role as a coach and a teacher that's what i look looked at that's my aim okay is to try and whoever comes through the school when they left to be a better person to be a better cricket player uh and how i can draw on my experience to do that and to help um is is to do it to the best of my ability to draw on everything i can and um and i think the fact i am not a lifelong teacher so I left school. I I did several jobs myself before I came into professional cricket, and teaching's only been part of my life the last sort of six years, and so I'm still learning and adjusting. So I I think I have a bit of a different approach than someone who's a lifelong classroom teacher, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy that. I, I enjoy the fact that uh, I can talk differently in a net to a, to a classroom. Um, you know, we can talk about different things. We can have a bit more fun um, and relax. 
So that's you know that's that's what I tried to do with Callie along the way was to to give to give her the, my full knowledge whilst allowing her to relax in that situation, knowing full well I could see the talent she had, and hope hopefully at some way uh, a little bit what I did influenced her to to be able to get to to achieve her goals. And tell me what cricket looks like today at St Lawrence College. I mean, you know, what sort of facilities do you have, and and what's the provision like, not just for boys but for girls as well? Yeah, cricket's a, a very much a changing um, scenery in schools, you know, especially for for girls. Like Callie said, it was her last year that we adopted cricket for all. So in the summer, everyone from year year seven uh, up to year thirteen, the girls do cricket. So, you know, there's, there's very little rounders played now, a little bit socially when you have a bit of fun, but ultimately everyone in the school is is playing cricket a lot across the summer. And so we have had to upgrade facilities. We've got an amazing new uh, outdoor net facility. Uh, Mr Simmons, who who's now our director of sport, was was heavily involved in, in fundraising and, and making sure that we've got good equipment. We've got bowling machines. We've got a couple of indoor nets that we use. So Callie mentioned about the ability to use her spare periods um, when in the sixth form to go down into the hall to to have a one-to-one whether it be with myself or Mr Simmons you know we we look at timetables and we manage manage sort of workloads but as well as being able to to sort of upskill them and uh, and so it's yeah the cricket's got quite a good buzz here at, at St Lawrence we've you know we've had some good success our under 15 girls just recently finished fourth in a in a national competition oh nice yeah so we've and we have got Kent Kent players, and so we've got all different levels of so sport as a whole. St Lawrence is a, a really supportive school for for a youngster playing sport, and um, you know we, we, with cricket we've got a couple of couple of teachers here with with a lot of expertise to who and and energy to to really do that, and so we're um, we're pretty lucky, you know. It's and. We both, Mr. Sims and I, both sort of have the same sort of thinking process that it's it's all about making sure that one there's enjoyment because uh, we're introducing some some players to cricket, some someone who've never played it before, mm-hmm. so they're being introduced to the game, game that we love. So for that to uh, to rub off on them, and hopefully we create some lifelong cricketers. They don't have to be international cricketers, but if we can create someone who's never picked up a cricket bat at school and they leave they leave us and they join a club and then they they play at their local cr- club for the rest of their life for me that gives me just as much enjoyment as to to see Callia um going on and playing for England so it's uh, that that's the that's the levels we're at it's not just elitism it's it's making sure that everyone has a has a uh, a great involvement and enjoyment of playing the sport I love that. I really do. Now, some of the people listening to this right now will be cricket fans. They'll, 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 they'll watch cricket. They'll enjoy playing cricket themselves. Some people listening to this will be parents with children. And actually, they're not interested in cricket, but they're interested in finding out more about the school. In what ways does playing cricket or any kind of sport at school help with other things outside of that sport, maybe with their other studies or their friendships and things like that? For one, it's you're active, you know, in the, in the sessions, uh, you, you, you're doing that activity or so fitness part of it uh, because you again we're very mindful of making sure that the elements of being at school it's not just about all the academics it is it is well-being and well-being such an important factor now and that's where getting involved in the sports that's why we offer so many sports that we do we've got a swimming pool that that now that uh, you know, we've got an amazing swimming coach that we've has joined us this year so we're doing a lot of a lot of swimming you know, 
the coach has gone to the Olympics with swimming. So we've got an amazing standards there. Tennis goes on in the summer. So all year round, there's multitudes of, of sport happening. Uh, and for us who, who are sporty people, we see the benefit of, of that well-being-wise. But also, um, as a community, we, you know, we, we talk a lot here at the school about the community we are. So the mix between people who may not be uh, really close friends, but you put to, put them together on a team, and they've got to work together to to sort of to to get through the problems. If you're not winning, how do you how, how do you sort of find the solution? So it's um, it's it's there's lots of different elements to to work, and but it brings everyone together. Sport is so good at at that. Boarding our boarding community, joining the day community. You know, we've recently just had um, house matches, so it was boarding v day, but the it was such a close match at the end the the camaraderie between everyone. Yes, there was a winner, but the the best thing that I saw from it was the camaraderie of the the thirty people involved in house rugby. Mm. Uh, did, you, you couldn't have told who who won at the match. It was just a massive uh, mm. altogether picture and just smiles all round. And so that's that's the element of the school, and that's what it brings. It brings everyone together as well as providing for some some well being in terms of physical nature and also friendships. So good to hear that, really is. Callie, just to jump back to you for a second, it's been, what, over two years then since you left the school. Do you get to keep in touch with people at school still? Yeah, I have actually. A fair few people along the way. Obviously, as being local, I still see some people around um, around town and go out and catch up and have a, a drink or a meal or something. So, yeah, there are. I still have got some friendships um, that, are still, that I've had since year nine going on till now. So, yeah. Okay. And what would you say to someone who's currently in, say, year nine, who is a girl who's interested in cricket? I imagine that you'd encourage them, but how would you go about encouraging them to play cricket and to get that balance between studies and cricket? So for me, I would say play cricket because it's fun. Don't do it because it's a chore or it's something to pass the time. It's You want to do it because it's fun. Um, it may not be for everyone, but if I was to encourage a little girl, I would say, try it out there's no harm in trying it if you don't like it you don't like it um but if you do that's great and obviously as Grant said um you will create so many friendships along the way um cricket helped me a lot with some other sports that I also played um whilst I was at St Lawrence so I played also netball and hockey um and I was the goalkeeper for hockey and obviously um hand-eye coordination is very key uh, when trying to stop a um a goal and obviously catching the ball for cricket links into that so if you wanted to um, play cricket, obviously get involved. You'll make so many friendships. Because if I hadn't played cricket, I probably wouldn't have spoken to half of the people that I know today just because I wouldn't have had a chance otherwise. Um, so I would say take the opportunity, take the leap. And if you do need that extra help, um, just ask the teachers or ask even other friends, like how are they managing it and how are they going about their um, schoolwork and um sporting activity sound advice Kalia I like that thank you so much and I'm keeping an eye on time we're going to need to bring this episode to a close so Kalia thank you so much for being here it's been really good talking to you no worries thank you for having me and Geraint it's been really good talking to you as well if anybody wants to find out more about cricket at St Lawrence College how could they get in touch with you about that probably the easiest way is via my email uh, which is goj at slcuk.com uh, that's that's probably the, the easiest way. And then, yeah, drop me a line and, and ask ask any questions you like. Uh, ask about the programme we do because it's 
Uh, it's got lots of depth. It's like I said, it's it's not just elitist. It's right right from all the levels. So yeah, I'd be I'd be more than happy to to hear from from anyone out there. Um, any questions about the school and cricket? That's really good. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll put a link to that uh, to that email address in the show notes. But both of you, thank you for being here. It's been really good talking to you both. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. So there we are. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please do get in touch with the school. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.